has your love life been in the dumpster? That's a question for you. <laughs> okay, well, that's weird. That's weird that you haven't heard the John Cena walkout song. Why hasn't anyone arrested him yet? Oh, oh, holy fucking shit! I'm coming to town! (laughs) Hello, and welcome to People You May Know. Um, so during this episode, we talk about some horror things. So I figured let's have the opening be about some horror stuff too. So first of all, we play a game in the episode and I decided to go through with what my answers would be to create my own horror movie villain. So... My horror movie villain, picture this, please try to imagine the terror that would be instilled in you if you saw a murderer in a fetus costume. So this is like probably a six foot tall baby in the womb coming towards you with needle gloves on so okay whatever it's like a ripoff of nightmare in elm street whatever it's not knives this time it's needles needles are creepier a lot of people have needle fear okay like it's a good it's a good idea okay and maybe they're all needles (laughs) i'm envisioning that they're like actually really soothing they're like massage gloves you know how there's like there are those things you can lay on to like help your back. It's just like plywood with needles sticking out of it and you lay on it and eventually your back's like, I actually like this. I actually think needles feel good to lay on. So that's kind of what I'm envisioning now the gloves might do. Like he wants them to be scary, but he accidentally makes them like all even. So when he goes to like stick the needles in you, instead it's just kind of like pressing you in a way that's pretty relaxing. Okay, so we've got fetus, we've got needle gloves. We do unfortunately have to incorporate a Funko Pop Mickey Mouse mask. So that kind of takes away from some of the fetus creepiness, but maybe it doesn't. Maybe it is like a nude fetus with a Mickey Mouse mask. That's kind of good. That could be good, really. If we get Disney on board, that'd be huge. I mean, huge. And... The creepy little extra thing this killer does. He's already he's he's already so bad. He's already a fetus with needle gloves who's like super into Disney, but he also buries his victims with their pets. Their pet is buried alive with them. Now that's fucked. He doesn't just hurt you, he hurts the ones you love. Yeah, so that's my killer. If you like the idea, like, write up a quick screenplay and let's talk about it, you know? So the other horror thing I wanted to get into is just, like, the most affecting, the most, like, haunting moments for me 
in not just horror movies, but also maybe like some scary TV shows because these are not talked about enough, you know? Um, I'm like totally like just making that up. Uh, Like I do love when somebody says something's underrated and you're like, you're, that came out of nowhere. Do you have like statistics on this being underrated? Like I don't feel You know what I mean? Like, it feels like one of those things that you just say, and I think that's what I'm doing right now. I'm just kind of saying words because hearing myself talk is so fun. Um, But horror TV shows are underrated, and they just are, and it's a fact. So Dexter, Dexter, if you have watched Dexter, you know that it's not the greatest show. It's not the greatest show. I'm not going to lie to you. But... There are moments that are so good that that they got to be on my list of most affecting moments in a show. I hate to spoil things, even if the show ended, whatever, 10 years ago or something. I mean, it came back. There's a reboot, and I will get to the reboot. But if you are interested in watching a good fucking show, watch season four of Dexter with John Lithgow as the Trinity Killer. It is amazing. And the final episode of that season is one of the most affecting episodes ever in in a show like that. It's not a horror show, obviously, but it's like, it's thriller. It's got it's got murder. What do you want? You know what I mean? How many genres do we need? You get it. The knife genre is what it is, okay? It's just great. And I, as much as I'm not wanting to spoil this for you, it's so funny. I had it spoiled for me when it, the show literally just came out. It was on The Soup. They fully just, like, said what happened and showed it and everything And that's what made me finally start watching the show. So sometimes you need a spoiler to reel you in enough that you're willing to commit, you know? So Dexter season four has that. And actually the new season, if you have not watched it, it's it's really great. It's really great. The main killer that they have for the season is so creepy. He's a great actor. He just has a great presence. And Kitty, can we can we talk later? Um, <laughs> so I just highly recommend that. It's just it's got some really really satisfying, very creepy moments um, that are done really creatively, really creatively. When you find the killer's like layer, it's just. It's really fucking creepy and it's done in like such a cool way so that it doesn't Mm. fuck. What am I even, why am I not just saying it, but I'm not and fuck you and who cares? Why are you even still listening? I'm so sorry. Don't be mad. The other thing I just want to say in horror movies that I love is when emotion is created. So in the 2001 Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake with Jessica Biel. There's a moment where she finds her boyfriend on a meat hook. 
And she is devastated to see him. He's still alive. She is she is reacting the way a person might react if they saw their loved one being tortured, you know? Um, and you don't always get that in horror movies. You get, like, a lot of overreaction or underreaction. You get somebody going, oh, my God, or you get somebody going, like, I've got to get out of here. I don't care if my boyfriend's hanging up there. Like, I'm running this way. You know, and it's like, it really was nice that in that moment, she pauses and she tries to help him. She tries to get him down and she cannot. She can't. She's hurting him worse. She's trying, like, with all of her might to get him down. She's sobbing because it's just a devastating moment. And it's... It's amazing. It's just always stuck with me. It's always stuck with me. So, just like I mentioned in the last episode, the Scream special, the opening, similarly emotional. Um, even just any, like, sincere human reactions. If you've ever seen Hostel, there's an actor in it who is in Dumb and dumber okay? He plays the Jeff Daniels character, in like the prequel and he's in hostel and there's a part where he's like I think when they first start torturing him they like stab a screwdriver into his knee or something and he reacts truly like he's scared and it hurts it hurts so much and he reacts like it hurts you know again not something we see all the time I one of my pet peeves that I think I talked about in one of the Last of Us special episodes that, like, you probably didn't listen to, because, like, why would you do that? Is, like, in horror movies, whenever someone is bit, there's that trope of them hiding the bite. And it's all just about, oh, they're they're hiding the bite. They don't want people to know. They're trying to act cool. They're whatever. And when they finally reveal it, it's just like, oh, fuck, man. I'm going to turn into a zombie. Sorry, man. I don't know, guys. Like, whatever. There is absolutely zero response to the pain of having a bite of being bitten of hiding the bite of having your clothes fucking stick to an open wound you have zero reaction to the pain of it whenever someone is bitten by a zombie in a zombie movie they react solely to the fear and the inconvenience of turning into a zombie. There is no reaction to the pain of having a chunk of yourself bitten off. So <laughs> I'm not saying I want I want every movie to truly show <laughs> the pain. That sounds that sounds upsetting, but um but I would like a little more of it. I'd like a little more of it. Welcome to the fucking show. Here's here's Taylor, my guest Taylor. She is fantastic. We had a great time. We've never talked like this before. It was amazing. We've been friends on the internet for years. Never really had a conversation. That's the beauty of the internet, you know? And it was great. You don't always know how it's going to go when you haven't had a lot of interaction with somebody. But it was awesome. Yay! Hello, Taylor. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad to be doing this with you. So I do have to warn you, 
I the first game, maybe the only game, I honestly don't even remember. I I have this memory thing now where I literally I literally like don't remember anything like within minutes. So I That sounds fun. <laughs> it's great. Like just a fun thing to deal with in your life. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Like the other day. <laughs> I was responsible for cleaning out the work fridge yesterday, okay? So, like, very big deal, right? And I told myself, like, going into the week, I was like, okay, this item has been in the fridge for, like, a very long time. So I know I can throw this out. It was um, it was a pizza box, and I was just like, that's going for sure. Yeah. And then when Thursday came around there was an item on the shelf above the pizza box and I just have no, I have no idea. Has it been there for a day, an hour, a week, a month? I really have no clue. (laughs) Well, that's not, I would not remember what I looked and saw in the fridge and then tried to circle back and remember. No. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That is a, that is actually good to hear. Yeah. That might be one of those things. Cause like, okay, there was another example that this is not, this is not a thing that made me think my memory was bad, but I was watching this video today. I was on Facebook and you know, the ads they give you on Facebook are just so strange, but so what it was, was it was for some sort of lightweight sweater And the girl in the video was wearing the zip-up sweater with nothing underneath, like not a bra. Like like nips poking out? Nips out and proud. Really intense (laughs) nip display where it was clearly on purpose. And then you're just going, what is their intention with having this be the ad? Like, it's hard to know. Well, sex sells, so... Right, but it was also like the <laughs> the ugliest sweater that looked like it's like for twelve year olds or something. So it's like, ew. It, uh, maybe they are thinking holidays. Like a guy's gonna be like, okay. "What if my girlfriend wore this and yeah. then her nipples were out?" Yeah. Um, but so, some of the comments were like, "Oh my god, grow up!" Like people have nipples. Like so what? <laughs> it oh was my like. God. Yes, that's not really my issue. <laughs> but um, but then someone else in the comments said. Okay, quick quiz. What color was the sweater? Just implying you guys are perverts staring at the nipples. But that that's one of those memory tests that I go, look, I would never know this. I, I, I've been to a baby okay, shower. I don't, I don't know if I would remember. When faced with nipples, I don't know if I would remember the sweater. Right. Yeah. Right. So true. Yeah. It's like, I think it was pink. I actually didn't scroll back up to see if that was true or not. I don't know why. Yeah, like why? I was no, just I like, mean, I you're, don't. you're done at that point. Right. We're, we're through with this. I went to a baby shower once where they asked a bunch of memory questions after where they said, what color dress was the pregnant woman wearing? What color was her nail polish? Like all of oh, this shit. And I was God. like, I have no fucking idea. I am <laughs> like... I'm so stupid that like any like any kind of Sherlock Holmes shit like like being observant. Yeah. You know, when people are just like very observant. Yeah. I that like baffles me. I mean, I and I, it's like one of those things too yeah. where it's just like pure laziness on my part. Like A I'm really <laughs> stupid. B I'm yeah. really lazy. So like when people tell me their names, you know, people are like, Oh, I'm so bad with names. I'm so bad with names. Because I'm lazy and like I, yes. my brain is so stupid that I cannot pay attention 
when someone is looking at me in the eyeballs and says, oh, my name is blah, blah, blah. And it's like it goes, yes. it, it's like a little ghost that flies right through my eyeballs and out my ear. Totally. There's no auditory. <laughs> and you're never memory. really trying to learn. I feel like, because sometimes people go, oh, I'm so bad with names. It's like, well, because people go, oh, hi, I'm Mark. Hi, I'm whatever. And you're just like, okay, and I'm me. And then you're like, wait, yeah. I was supposed to listen to their names. And like, yeah, I just have- don't. No, no idea. It's gone immediately. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, memory is a, a tricky thing. And caring, you know, caring enough to even listen, to try to remember. That's a whole other thing. No. It's funny that you talk about memory and nipples because uh, uh-huh. I have this very vivid childhood memory of, like, the first time I saw, like, a grown woman's nipples mm-hmm. because my uncle – his ex-wife, whose name, oh, I'm, I mean, neither, my mom or this woman are not going to listen to this, to this podcast. <laughs> so I'm just going to tell you. So my mom's name is Mary Lynn. Mm. And my, her brother, my uncle, married a woman named Terry Lynn. Very weird. So we have Mary wow. Lynn and Terry Lynn. Yeah. yeah so Terry Lynn, uh, used, she was like uh, very like Meg Ryan hair, like blonde, like she's very hot Mm. Uh, she knows she's very hot so she would always wear like to family gatherings and stuff she would always wear like a thin sweater with no bra and I just remember like coming in and I was probably in like fifth or sixth grade like old enough to like start noticing those things like on people and I come in and I'm just like eye level with like my aunt's hard little nip knops and that was like wow. very very vivid and i can tell you what color the sweater was it was teal because <laughs> it, this is just seared into my retinas this like very very wow. vivid uh memory and how and i think about it a lot did was it why. a positive experience like were you like that's what a woman is that's who i want to be yeah i was like okay. oh my god like this yeah. one like she's tall she literally looks just like meg ryan like the blonde bob she's like hot as hell she's really smart she's like a pharmacist they're divorced okay. she's she's really nice though okay. uh, but yeah this was just like very formative in my little brain i was like oh my god you can just i think i even asked my mom like do you just not have to wear a bra my mom was like well you don't have to if you don't want to it's like what it's yeah it's quite a choice though isn't it there is like you just I I find myself wondering like what is going on here when I notice someone is not wearing a bra is like what is going on unless you have very small boobs right yeah no I would never no No. I'm like a sports bra at all times yeah kind of person like honestly like I'm not trans (laughs) I'm a woman, yeah. but if I could get top surgery and like literally just chop those things off and have like little mosquito bite, like uh-huh. like fifth grade prepubescent mosquito bites, like really? That's what I want. You yeah, want that I want, small? Just is it? I want like completely flat. I want okay. Natalie Portman and Black Swan. Okay, just, just like flat. And is that and just I'm, because that seems attractive, or is it because? You don't want, like, attention to do with breasts yeah, or they're just I, I a lot to deal like, with? Yeah, like, I feel like my shoulders are pretty broad. Like, I'm very short, but my shoulders are broad, and I'm, like, 
carry a lot of weight like in my like middle mm, you know like i don't okay. have this like hourglass shape i'm like an apple so it's like my huge <laughs> titties <laughs> are just out and then like i'm also not like skinny so there's just like a lot going on so anything to like i feel like it would just be so freeing you mm. know just to have like little tiny boobies can yeah, you imagine? It, I can't. Yeah. I have had big boobs since, you know, since I hit puberty, probably. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of bad experiences that come with that, especially like at a younger age, the bra snapping and comments and things. <laughs> yeah, I mean, women with small, small breasts make it seem quite enjoyable. You know what I mean? They're living their life. They're having a great time. They're wearing tank tops, braless, and it's not weird because they don't really have anything going on. So it's like, doesn't seem like a strange choice. You're like, yeah, why would you wear a bra? That would just be weird. Right. Yeah. So I, I see feel it. Like it's very like, like when I see big boobs on like other women, I'm like, oh my God, I love that. Like, I love okay. Boobs, like that looks so nice. But then on me, it feels like not feminine somehow. Like I feel like a weird potato with big giant boobs. What is, I don't know why I got on this uh, topic, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Okay. So I do have a couple of thoughts about the topless ant thing. So, first of all, okay. Um, recently I saw the like Instagram story from, um, an actress whose name I couldn't possibly remember because I've only seen her in one thing. Oh, fuck. Um, she was in a movie where like her and her boyfriend or husband were like watching people through the window and uh, that's the only thing I've ever seen her in. But was it like a recent movie? Yes. I oh, and I. Oh my god. Uh, <sighs> fuck. We. I literally like. We just watched. It was. It's like a horror. Yes. And they're like in a foreign country, and they moved in together, and she thinks that someone's watching her through the window. Maybe there's okay. We'll see if it's the same movie. They're watching someone okay. from across the street. It's a couple. Okay. And the guy is like a photographer, so he's just constantly taking photos of nude models and then having sex with them, cheating on the girlfriend. Okay, I don't think it's the same. Okay, okay. There's so many movie watch. Okay, that's why I gave up talking about it. I was like, there's no way she's seen this. I hadn't even heard of it. Somebody just randomly recommended it. I don't even remember who recommended it now. But, um... I'm just realized, like, there's no way I'm going to remember her name. But anyway, she's, like, a young actress. She has huge boobs. And she posted on her Instagram stories these pictures of, like, a family gathering where she is wearing the shortest, most low-cut dress. And her boobs are truly bouncing around like balloons. I mean, you can tell they're really loosey-goosey. But she's, like, She's on one of the pictures. She's on a um, a bull, one of those like whatever things at a bar, like the bucking bronco, like thing. a mechanical bull. Yes, with her mom in the dress. In the dress with no. her mom, and it feels very like covert incest situation. It feels like this yeah. is not normal. 
And then it's her, like, hugging up to all kinds of relatives in a way that, like, oh, really God. is creepy. It just is. And, and yeah. but, of course, it, it reminds me of when, like, Angelina Jolie made out with her brother. Do you remember that? Yeah. And it's not an exaggeration for anybody that doesn't isn't familiar. She legit yeah. made out with her brother when she was so happy to win an award. And it was like, remember how she was creepy with Billy Bob Thornton at awards? She was exactly the same with her brother, just like hanging on him, kissing him every moment. Like, I mean, so it, it was so fucking creepy. But then when people said, hey, that's creepy, she was like, whoa, you guys are perverts. This is like a normal brother-sister relationship. <laughs> And I feel like that's how this girl reacted too, where people went, hey, some of this is weird. And she's like, what? It's like, no, but it is. <laughs> we can yeah, tell. Yeah, no, it absolutely <laughs> is. Yeah. You know, okay, so there is that. These people do it's exist. It's like when girls will, like, kiss their father on the mouth. Lord. Like, I kiss, I kiss my father on the cheek, and I, and he, my father is so, like, not touchy Mm -hmm. that he won't kiss me on the cheek and i have to i have to make him i'm like kiss me on the cheek before i oh my god like i have to make him give me a kiss before i go um because he won't he'll just like (gasps) just like sit there like a statue i'm like do you love me or not oh my god Uh, but like you're sexually harassing your dad (laughs) no like my friends like i have friends who will literally kiss their father like like on the mouth like to say like goodbye i love you which I think is like so weird, so weird. I <laughs> so is it? Weird. Um, I think it is June Diane Rayfield. It's either her or Casey Wilson. One of them does it. One of them's creeped out by it. But I want to say okay. it's June Diane <laughs> who said that she like cuddles with her family members, like sits on their lap. Like, very no. close. Actually, God, it's got to be Casey Wilson. That feels like something See, she would, would do. See, I would kind of... <laughs> uh, I would, like, lay... Like, if me and my mom are, like, watching a movie or something, and it's, like, just me and my mom, like, I will, like, snuggle up to my mommy. Oh, okay. But, like, it's a very... Uh, yeah, it's got to be, like, situational. Yeah, and I could see that there are ways that people are close that, like, is not my relationship with people <laughs> at all. That I'm like, okay, I could see that, though. Because I've yeah. had, like, best friends that I was, like, very, like, affectionate with. Like, we were dating or something. Um, yeah, same. But, <laughs> so I guess it's, like, I could see like, it. probably, like, my... Uh, closeted like bisexual awakening yeah which like yeah. you know like i didn't know that i could date girls so i was just like let me kiss all of my friends on the mouth <laughs> i did that in high school a lot yeah and they would be like taylor like are you a lesbian i'm like no uh, i'm not i would never <laughs> see and i think that was the thing for me when I was like 13 is when my friends all started telling me the new friends that I made at 13 in high school they started telling me, oh, my God, I totally thought you were a lesbian, but you're, like, so boy crazy that, like, okay, you're not. And so I think I never was able to even really know what my sexuality was because hearing that just made me go, I definitely feel weird about that, and I don't yeah, really want Yeah, it's like that. I'm already fucking weird enough, and I'm already, like, 
just borderline uh, holding on to any friendships that I have uh, <laughs> with my meaty little fingers just like trying to hold on because I'm so fucking weird already that like I can't add any totally. other layers no. i have to be like as normal as possible yeah i mean honestly <laughs> which is why i had uh one serious boyfriend and then i married him <laughs> oh awkward. wait when did you guys start dating how old were you uh we met in college oh okay um so clifford is five years older than me okay is that right yeah he's 86 and i'm 91 he's 86 so. No, he was born in 86. Uh, yeah, I was okay. born in 81. So, um, yeah, we met in college, but it was my freshman year of college. But we didn't start dating until, like, three years later. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And he stuck around uh, through that whole time. Um, and we were just, like, I would go over to his apartment every single day because he was already in grad school. Um, and I was just like a freshman and undergrad and I would go over to his apartment like every single day after class because his, he and his roommate lived like quite close to campus and I loved his roommate and I still do. Jordan's like both of our best friend. Um, but it was just like me, Clifford and Jordan and we would watch anime and we would hang out all the time and we would smoke and it was just like such a fun time. And I was like, oh, yeah, Clifford's my best friend, but we're not dating. Like, I don't mm. like him. Like, we're mm. not. And everyone's like, well, when are you going to start dating? I'm like, ew, no, no, never. But we were absolutely inseparable. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So what, how did you make the switch in your mind eventually to, like, maybe I do like him? Because I feel like that's really hard to do once <laughs> I'm friends with someone, it's very hard to see them any other way. So we, I went to, I went to work at Disney World for a semester Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what did it. Like absence makes the heart grow fonder, I guess. Like, sorry if my bird is loud. (laughs) Can you hear her? That's okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even notice really, but once you said it, it's like, oh yeah, there is like a very loud bird. This is her rowdy time. <laughs> That's um, cute. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was like, you know, I went away for a semester because um, we're both, we both went to the University of Kentucky and that's where I was born and lived my whole life and Clifford is just from one town over. So it's like okay. neither of us went away to college, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I lived with my parents all through college, you know. So I, I went away kind of for the first time did the Disney college program and I was just like so sad because I missed Clifford every day wow like I was just like I and we would like call each other all the time and whatever Skype probably um wow I just missed him so much and then when I came back I was like quite like uh, I gained a lot of weight when I worked at Disney because I was eating fun Disney food every single day. (laughs) Um, So we were both like, okay, let's like go to the gym. Um, You know, like the campus gym is really nice. Let's go to the gym and work out. So that was like another layer of just being together every minute of every day. Um, We like added in our little workouts together and then we would come home and cook dinner and have like a healthy dinner. Um, And we were just like 
just our lives were like completely meshed and then one time there was just like one night we like got in this big fight because uh Clifford was making eggs and he was like can you cut the butter can you put the butter in the pan something to make the eggs and I just like got a knife like slapped off a little hunk of butter he was like what are you doing why didn't you like he got so mad that I didn't use the guides on the paper of the butter (laughs) and he was like you just fucked up my butter like he got so mad that I fucked up the butter and I that made me very upset and I started yelling at him and I said why are you yelling at me like we're dating you're my boyfriend why are you yelling at me and he was like I'm your boyfriend it's like yeah we're dating (laughs) And, like, that's how we started dating. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was, like, I don't know. It's just, like, when something – it's, like, I have to wait for this moment of, like, this switch to flip in my brain to, like, give myself the permission to do things almost. Like – Yeah. And I've had this feeling with, like, just a lot of things in my life. I don't know. It's, like, I have to wait until there's, like, some, like, catalyst – and I'm like, oh, okay. No, this is, this is the reality of the situation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Because <laughs> we were already, like, inseparable for many years. Yeah. And did he and like you like, that whole time that you were like, yeah, ugh? Yeah. Okay. No, he did. Yeah. Which, I, th- I mean, I was, you know, there's a big difference in being, you know, 20 and being 25, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're, like, in college in that age. And I just wasn't, I don't know, I just wasn't ready. For sure. And then I got, all of a sudden, I got ready. I was like, oh, you're my person. That's awesome. Okay, and where is he now on this butter issue? Um, <laughs> he still likes, uh, I would say that he still likes things to be, um, very organized and like uh, measured appropriately, but also like probably the whole, especially since I started working from home, I do most of the cooking. Okay. So he's just kind of it's it's a non-issue, I suppose. Well, that's good. So he's not allowed to even yeah. look at the butter to criticize yeah, it. It's my butter. It sounds like he is one of the guys that on Married at First Sight, I would be like there's a reason they single and it's there's a type there's a type where they show their house and if it's really clean and organized i go yikes 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 well, this he's guy not, he's not clean okay not clean. okay like, well that's good that's something pretty messy the, okay. the whole it's reason the was butter. that he he needed to count the calories of the butter, I think. Oh. Because we were both trying so hard to lose weight and, okay. like, okay. get in shape. Because that's, that's what you better. do. Yeah, that's what you do when you're 25 and you have, yeah. like, nothing else going on. You're like, oh, well, I'm going to, you know, get skinny or whatever. For sure. Because um, yeah. that's, like, what matters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's um, I, I talked to my friend Ellen about this recently where I was like, um, I think part of the reason you're able to lose weight when you're younger is like you care so much, and when you get older, you're like, who really gives a fuck? Like it's hard oh, to really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just don't care. Like I started running, um, kind of over the summer, and like I started taking Adderall, and then like plus running, 
you know, I've lost a little bit of weight. I feel a little bit better. But then also I'm going to make zero effort to, like, diet or change the way I eat or drink less. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, okay. I'm not. That's awesome. So you're finding, like, like a balance don't... that just, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you're doing the things you want to do but not, like, yeah. That's good. Yeah, because I just don't care. Like, yeah. And it's so much easier, too, when, like, you're young and you have nothing else going on because it totally. takes up so much mental real estate to, like, you know, yeah. not just eat the things you want or, you know, be on a strict exercise plan or whatever. Yeah, because I realized, like, all the times that I lost weight in the past, I didn't have a job. <laughs> it's no, it's, like... like, literally, like, that's your main <laughs> hobby like you can't be social or I can't like if I like all the times in my life that I've lost weight it's like very antisocial very isolating yeah you know like that's all you can focus on is like what you're gonna eat when you're gonna eat it and your exercise yeah and like that's all well and good like for your health or whatever but also uh (laughs) horrible for your mental health like it just makes you crazy Yeah, and like you said, like isolating, it's like you have to isolate because when you get around people, you end up yelling at them about butter. Like you can't go out with friends because you're so worried about the food and then it's like... Yeah, like we were just both in this like really strict... And plus that makes you cranky anyway, being in a strict diet. So Um, true. Oh my God. Yes. Before we got engaged, uh, we both were like really really into it um into like dieting mm-hmm. and fitness and you know lifting weights and stuff and like when we we took this trip to Disney World um when we got engaged because I love Disney World <laughs> I'm a Disney adult uh, <laughs> cringe millennial um and I, you know, I had just come off my Disney college program and Clifford had like never, he'd been like once when he was really little mm-hmm. and he didn't really remember it. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I really want to show you like Disney World because I love it. Yeah. Uh, so we were like on this mission and we were both like looking at our engagement pictures now, like we were so goddamn skinny. Like I oh can't believe how small we were when we went on that trip. And I have no interest in ever doing that again. <laughs> like, there's yeah. like, what's the point? Like, you just you do that. And you're like, oh, I did it, and then it's over. Like, you yeah. can't. Yeah, and I think that's what some people. That. That's what some people don't understand when they praise yeah. you for losing a bunch of weight. It's like it's not like before and after. It's just like this is where I am currently, and I'm probably not gonna maintain this. So please oh, don't compliment go away. me too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a lot, a lot of upkeep (laughs) to do that. And then I like, if you think that's fun, if that's like your hobby, like by all means, but not for me. See, but that's why like super fit people, I really like don't think should be the main people giving diet and exercise advice. It's like, because that works so well for just how their brain is naturally Oh, absolutely. They they think everybody can do that, and it's like, no, it's just... No, no, no. Yeah, that's your thing. 
Yeah. And I think like some of the dieting and, and over exercise, like your brain really does retain as like a trauma. It's like, okay, do you remember that time that you were starving? We're never going to do that again. So, oh, absolutely. you know, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just so miserable. And then when you start eating like chips again, you're like, oh my God, I fucking love chips so much. Yeah. I never want to not eat chips again. Yeah. So it's like anytime you restrict anything and then go back to it, you just like double down on how much you want that thing. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's like very restrictive yeah. diets or like how I've always lost weight, but it's, I can't, no. nor do I have any interest in staying like that. You know, it's just, plus like now I'm, I'm 31, I could not care less, but. Well, that's awesome. That's really all you need anyway. Like, sometimes I'll be worried about it. Like, I get kind of obsessed with that sort of stuff and, like, trying to figure it out. What's the secret? What can I do? What's going to change it? And then sometimes I go, you know what? Someone does already love me. Like, maybe that's fine. I'm already in a relationship. I got one in the bag. Like, it's going to take a lot of work for us to, like, legally separate. So, um, (laughs) you know, I probably don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Uh, But, like, honestly, I also feel like if we did ever break up, it's like doing anything is easier when you're single. So it's like I feel like losing weight is easier when you're single. You don't have anybody to come home to. Why not go to the gym? Who fucking cares, you know? Yeah. (laughs) My life's empty. I'm just going to go to the gym. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, I have one more comment about breasts. And then I'll have you play the game. So my other comment, like you said, you remember being a kid and like the first time you saw those nappy, nappy, nip, nips. And right at eye level. I mean, that's insane that it was in person because I I walked into my grandmother's kitchen. I had this like very distinct scent memory of like, oh, my she was making a pot roast because she always makes this pot roast with carrots and potatoes. She's, like, Mm -hmm. very southern, and this is, like, her one, like, staple. And it's, like, has a very distinct scent, and I feel like her house just smells like pot roast Uh 24-7. Like, she could have not made a pot roast for, you know, 364 days, and it would still smell like pot roast. So I can, like, smell the pot roast. I can see the nips. Oh yeah, my gosh, you can right go there. right back there. So when you're like in therapy yeah. and they go, where's a safe place you can visualize? You're like, <laughs> I, I know exactly nipples. where it is. The pot roast and the nipples. Yeah. Oh my God. See, it's, I do think that that is like such a common experience is to have like, I remember seeing like some sexual thing that was like the first like titillating thing, but it's usually a movie magazine like it's something like that like in person Mm -hmm. that is a whole other I mean you really got a special (laughs) treat I think (laughs) mine is like um, I don't really remember like a movie experience or like anything like that really no well see because that's you have the gold standard like nothing was (laughs) gonna be as good as that (laughs) after you got that treat yeah, and it's totally God. safe because she's like, you know, my step aunt or whatever. She's like yeah. not even the mother of my cousins. She's just, oh, she's like the right. second wife, like totally, yes, totally non incestual. So that's like, you know? you know, I think some people have this, their first experience of like being attracted to somebody is like substitute teacher. 
you know, because that's a similar safe person. That's just like a, they're not somebody I have like as close of a connection with. Like I, they're almost like a stranger to me, Mm -hmm. you know? (sighs) Yeah. That uh, like step aunt or whatever. That's a sweet, sweet spot right there. (laughs) Mine was a movie. Mine was a horror movie. Let me know if you've oh. seen this one. Sleepaway Camp 2. Yes. Oh. Huh. I've definitely seen Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, it was not that That's one. A- Those kids are very young classic. and there's a lot going on there. Oh, my God. The boat accident in the... F- yeah. No. In 2... Oh, no, no, I have seen this. Okay, okay. So it's the, God, what is her name? But basically the camp slut, right? She's, she has sex with everybody. Yes, and she is just never wearing a bra, and she is naked constantly, and. um, She has her little ass out in these shorts. Uh, that's true. Those camp movies, they really do a lot of ass. I didn't notice the the ass, though. I really just noticed the boobs, and I was like, that is what I want my boobs to look like. Like, that, it was, like, very, I was like, this is the peak of sexual attraction. And Pamela Springsteen? I think so. That might be right. No, 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 no. Not Pamela Springsteen. I think that's the main Renee actress. Renee Estevez? Uh, I These are the know. two... Let okay. me see. I don't think so. I think those are both the main characters. Okay. And she is I don't she's Valerie much. Hartman. That's what I was thinking. I was like, uh, I found out her name eventually, and I was like, okay, well. Okay, yeah, her name's Allie in the movie, which is such a hot girl name. I mean, geez. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, and she's such a bitch in the movie as well. <laughs> so <laughs> she's got that going on. Uh, but yeah, I remember that being just, I would watch that movie all the time and it's like, yeah, I like horror movies, but I really think that the main reason I was watching it was these crazy sex scenes. (laughs) It's just like, oh my God. But we, I think we've all got some version of that. I'd be curious how many women have like a, that's what I want to look like, or this is like female sexuality. I was, I was looking at a picture recently of Pamela Anderson mm-hmm. um, from, you know, when she was the hottest thing in the world to everyone. And I was like, this is actually very upsetting to realize that I grew up in a time when this is what my like little baby self was told like is peak hotness, peak femininity, peak, peak womanhood, you yeah. know? It's like a real bummer because she looks like... I mean, she looks like a robot. Yeah. She always has. She looks like an Austin Powers fembot. Yes. And like, it's like, I don't get it either because it was like the most tasteful like 80s plastic surgery. Like there's no way her lips just look like that. No, she you know, was like one what? of the first, I think, like out there with plastic surgery and... We all couldn't handle it. We all decided immediately that we loved it, men and women yeah. alike. It was like, whoa, this is what everybody should look like. Like, yeah. you should have fake lips and fake boobs and be as skinny as you possibly lips, can. 
I think fake lips look bad on 99.9% of people. They have not perfected the technology. They don't know what they're doing just yet. And I don't understand, like, people who have really good fake lips, I'm like, how? Totally. Like, does your, is it, like, your mouth skin that's just, like, very receptive to, like, or is your, like, person really good? And if that's the yeah. case, like, why doesn't everyone go to that one person? Yeah, I think some of the celebrities, like, there are people who have a trick to make it work. And they're not sharing who that is. You know what I mean? Okay. They're not yeah. sharing their secrets. Because I do think Kylie Jenner, I feel like she has completely fake lips, right? But... Well, but a lot of the girls do the overdrawing, whatever that's called, where it's just she absolutely does because there's like preteen pictures of her where she had like, you know, natural thin lips, which I think thin lips are very pretty. I I don't know. I just love a natural mouth and like natural lips. And I can't I cannot probably because I can't afford it. I just can't (laughs) see the appeal like, maybe if I had unlimited, you know, resources, I would be like, oh, yeah, let me go do all of these things. Yeah. But this is, like, me being a snob where I'm like, oh, well, you looked better without that. Or I think yeah. it's, too, because my mother is obsessed with getting her lips done, and I think it looks mm. terrible. Terrible. Like, she gets yeah. it way too much, and she's just always, like, her lips are sticking out, like, like, you can hear it in my voice. Like, her lips just stick out like a little duck. I'm like, Mommy, yeah. what are you What are you doing? Yeah, and that's pretty much, I, like you said, like, the majority of people with their lips done, it's like that, where it's immediately obvious. You're like, oh, okay. They had, okay. I just don't think it looks good. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, Angelina Jolie, again, she can handle having a humongous mouth. Yeah. A lot of people can't and it just doesn't That's true. look natural. That's true. It doesn't But when fit they've your had face. a when you've had a humongous mouth, you know, since the nineties or whatever, I guess we've had time to acclimate. Yeah. <laughs> but when suddenly people have big filled in lips, it's just I don't not for me. Yeah. So wait, do you think Angelina Jolie's lips are not real? Um, I think that as she's gotten older, they've definitely been enhanced. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see um, that. I think she's naturally has very full lips, but I'm sure, I'm sure even since like the 90s, you know, because her yeah. upper lip especially was like, I think probably not that full. Oh, okay. Um, but like yeah. she, you can tell that she has naturally very full lips. Okay, so. yeah. Because it's like, I could see definitely, like, as she's getting older, she's, for one, very thin, but her lips are always, like, very wrinkly. So I could see that being like, you've got to fill these in or your lips are just yeah. going to look creepy. <laughs> you've got to yeah. do something at a certain point. Okay, yeah. interesting. Because, yeah, I can't always, I can't always tell. Um like how you said, like not being observant. Like I've had people sometimes be like, oh my God, like that person was so high or whatever. And I'm like, really? Like, I just don't always know these things. I mean, well, I, that's like a behavioral thing too. Cause I don't feel like I notice people's behavior, but I definitely notice what they look like. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, like, I, 
Yeah. I just, like, I... I, whenever I see someone, I'm like, okay, what is your hair situation? Like, what yeah. are your eyebrows doing? Like, what is your makeup? Like, I don't know. I just, I'm like very like visual, which again yeah. is like why, which also I hate it when people are like, I'm such a visual person. Okay. We all have eyeballs, obviously. <laughs> yeah. We're all visual. We're like animals uh, with yeah. eyes. <laughs> um, we're all very visual. However... Yeah, like behavioral cues or like people acting weird, I don't always notice. Totally. But definitely notice what they look like. Yeah, that's true too. Because sometimes people go, oh my gosh, like do you notice so-and-so is like so depressed lately? I'm like, no. I literally, (laughs) no. They look the same to me. I don't see anything in their face. Like I can't tell. And it's weird because I am a therapist. Like, you would think that I would notice that stuff. But it's like, I would notice if you were in a therapy session with me. But otherwise, like, I'm not looking that close. Right. Well, I think that <laughs> that makes total sense because why would you – that's like your work brain. Why would you want to do that all <laughs> yeah. the time? Like, yeah, I'm like, exhausting. you can feel how you feel. I don't – I'm not going to know. <laughs> yeah. It'll even be in like relationships though. I remember my mom once saying like my about my ex-boyfriend, she's like, he seems so sad lately. I'm like, he does? What? And then he told me like, oh yeah, I've been taking a lot of like, because he had to take pain pills sometimes because he had like back pain. And he's like, but I just keep taking them even though I don't need it. And I'm just like, oh no. (laughs) What? Like, and I never noticed. So it's just like, I'm... Like, definitely. Like, I wouldn't notice if Sean had a second family. I would somehow overlook all the signs. You know what I mean? So. Oh, I'm the total opposite. Really? I I know every single step that Clifford makes in my house, in my life. Like, I I am keeping tabs on that boy. Like, I don't know. And it's not, like, I'm not scared. Like, I'm not, like oh, is he cheating on me? Or, like, I have zero, like, I I don't even care about that. Like, it's literally (laughs) not that. Like, it's just, like, if he goes in the bathroom and is, like, rustling around where we, like, keep the pills, like, the medicine, I'm like, do you have a headache? Like, Mm. what what are you doing? What are you taking? Like, I, I have to know, like, everything that's going on with him. I don't, just, like, anything. I, like, okay. have to micromanage, like, his whole life, which is probably, like, a thing that I should work on, but. It's hard to say. It's, like, it definitely <laughs> feels like you, I don't, I want to say you'd be a really good mom, but then I'm, like, maybe that's just a mom personality, and it's not necessarily good or bad. It just is what it is, <laughs> but that's what it made me think of, where I was, like, okay, that feels like you're very aware, and you were, like, concerned. There's concern there, you know, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Let me know. Let me know how I can help. Yeah, like this, what are you know. what are you doing? What, yeah. How's your day? What are you doing? What did you do at work? Like I, I just, yeah. I don't know. Why did you take this medicine when this medicine is more appropriate? Like I feel like you would give like good <laughs> advice. You know, well, we were both <laughs> sick like last week, um, and I was like, yeah, telling him all of his little medicine to take. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. on top Keeping, of it yeah getting Good. us both out of uh sickness land yes excellent <laughs> see yeah. that's that's a good trait you've got good stuff going on but yeah it's it's probably which i do like i have to mom i have to mother everyone 
It's a good feeling. But I don't want to be a mother. Like, oh, okay. So you, but you just want to mother like adults. (laughs) Or are you into kids too, but just not like your own? No, I mean, I don't know. It's so weird because like, like we have our little nephew uh, who is three. Is Waylon Clay three? Yeah. His name's Waylon Clay. Um, and like Chase, like Clifford's younger sibling, Chase, Chase is like such a natural with Waylon Clay. Like Waylon Clay loves Uncle Chase like more than anything. And like when we hang out with like all of us, I'm just like, oh, like Chase is like the kid person. Mm, yeah. And then I feel like so awkward. Like, uh, uh, what, what do I do? Like, you're, who yeah. are you? You know, like, I'm just, yeah. I don't feel very natural around children. Yeah, I'm but similar. I don't children. Okay. So, so I'm curious, like, how do you feel about seeing photos of people's children or hearing about people's children? Like, is that interesting to you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Okay. Our, so our best friends just had a baby, um, like, a month ago. And we're so excited to go see her baby Ari next Aww. week. When we go home for Thanksgiving, we're going to see baby Ari. And then my one of my like best friends from high school just had a baby. So I'm going to go meet that baby as well. Oh, so I've got wow. double babies. And then my cousins just had a baby. And she's like seven months now. So she's, you know, lots, lots of baby babies around. And I'm like mm-hmm. all about... I'm all about babies and then when they get to like young you know younger children that's more confusing yeah but then when they're like preteens they're like little you know versions of themselves at that point that's true yeah like even even like you know 10 11 12 you're they have very strong (laughs) convictions about their personalities and stuff you know for sure yeah there's yeah and there's so much yeah, kids change so much. That's so like, yeah, some ages are good, some are bad. And some, it does depend on the kid because there are some, uh, you know, middle school age kids that really are, they're really middle schoolers, you know? They're not pleasant. <laughs> yeah. They're, they have an yeah. attitude. They think they know everything and they're just truly the worst. Um, but some of them are great and they're like insecure and they're smart and they're, you know, they have their little hobbies and it's, you know, but I do think like, so you have that comparison of Chase that is like, makes you then feel like, oh, well, I don't like kids. I'm not good with kids because this is what a person is like who's good yeah, with kids. Yeah, like, Waylon Clay just adores Chase. And they just, like, have the cutest, like, funniest little relationship. And they have all these inside jokes. And, like, which Chase was around Waylon Clay a lot more than us because Mm. Chase just moved away. So, like, for the first, you know, three years of his life, you know, Uncle Chase hung out out with him every Mm. single day, you know, pretty much. So, they're, I mean, they're just very close anyway. Um, But, Yeah. yeah, he's just, like, I don't know. He loves Chase. Chase is so good with him. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could do that. Like, even if I was around like a three-year-old every day, I would just be like, I don't know. I, and 
like in high school and college even too, you know, you babysit. And I used mm-hmm. to fucking hate babysitting so much. Like anytime I see a young child, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to be here mm-hmm. because it makes yeah. me think of like babysitting or something, <laughs> which is stupid because it's like, you're my nephew and I love you, you know? Yeah. You'd think you'd want to be around him, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm it's very tiring. <laughs> yeah, they're tiring. They're often annoying. It's so funny that again, I'm not just therapist, I'm a children's therapist because generally if I'm around kids and it's not for work, it's like, I could not give a fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am just, they're not like interesting to me really or cute. It just, they don't really do anything to for me. <laughs> <laughs> but it How worked. How did you know you wanted to be a children's therapist then? Honestly, or I did not. Like I never like, yeah, I never like wanted to go that way necessarily. But I've always been like, it's weird. I took a parenting class when I was 17. And I have always felt very strongly about the way that people should treat children so I think it's like, even yeah. though I'm not like pulled into them necessarily, I also am like, we should be treating them with respect and we should, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah. so. No, I totally get that. Yeah, I guess that's probably where it comes from. It's like kids are often. And just like wanting to be like an advocate. Yeah. For children. Yeah. Because it's like, how do you not feel bad for them with. I don't know. I just feel like most adults, even if they're nice to kids, they're still talking down to them all the time. No, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that because it's like, I don't, it's, it bugs the shit out of me when people act like they don't remember being a child. Totally. Like I I saw this thing on TikTok the other day and it just burned me up because Mm -hmm. this woman was like, Uh, I don't know if she, like, lived in Italy. She was definitely American, but she was like, okay, in Europe, children are expected to, like, sit at the dinner table with family and have this nice time, and they can sit still for 45 minutes to an hour, you know, participate in family dinner, and then be done. And she was like, it was like her responding to, like, hate from, like, mm. people being like, oh, you're abusing a child if you make them sit still at a dinner table for an hour or something. Mm. Or, like, they can't be expected to do this or whatever. And I'm like, do you not remember? Like, did no one take you anywhere as, like, a kid? Like, totally. People just don't give children enough credit. Yeah. Like, I loved that shit when I was little. Like, do you? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, your it, child can sit at a family dinner and participate and you can include them properly and talk to them like they're a person and yes and yeah, have some like expectations complete, for like, them yeah i don't know yeah. it's like people think that children are like these little animals it's like they're they're people like yeah you can just treat you can be normal like i don't get it totally Yeah, and it's hard because it's like you want that balance because some kids, some kids can't do that. Some kids can't pay attention in class or whatever, but I would say the average kid, especially if you're raised by like a normal parent who's not just awful, like the average kid is pretty capable of 
behaving when they go somewhere and just being calm, sitting down, like, yeah, they might want to play, but they also know how to just be cool. Like, it's not that crazy. No, and, like, obviously, yeah, there are there are circumstances where that would not be possible for your kid and your family but like i don't i don't know people just it's like this weird thing of like people don't want kids to be anywhere because they think they're just going to explode yeah it's like no if you just like give them a little bit of like if you're just chill for a second like yeah they might make some noise they might get up they might walk around and then we're just going to, like, regroup in five minutes and everything's fine. Like, nothing's ruined. Children totally. are allowed to exist in public spaces. Yeah, I think people I need to just Everyone be... Just needs to calm down. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the main thing. It's, like, don't overreact to whatever they're doing. Like... No. Like, you they're, know. they're kids. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I, I... For whatever reason, my whole TikTok is, like, about parenting. So I guess this is, like, the videos that I watch. Oh, Like, my I'm gosh. very into, like, Montessori moms and, okay. like, homeschool moms. Like, oh, that I love all fun. this content of just, like, this morbid curiosity of, like, this is your life. Like, this is what you do every day. Yeah, that is I, interesting. I wear pajamas and work from home and play. Like, I literally played The Sims for, like, three hours today. You know, like, I I just cannot relate. Yeah, totally. It is interesting to see, like, just have that peek into someone else's life that's just, like, so different. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going to make this you play a game. Really, I feel like I just, like, went on a million different rambling <laughs> Uh, no, and that's and we did, and I think that's like perfect because okay. I didn't really have a lot of like structured things. I really just had like a couple topics and then like one game I want to say, so or like maybe two games. So it's this is okay. good. <laughs> um, okay, so this <laughs> game is so clunky. It's I'm so sorry, but this is just how it came out. And whatever, okay? It'll be fun when we get to the, the yeah, end of it. So I'm not even going to tell you what the goal okay. of the game is until okay. we're done, okay? So okay. first, you have to choose your favorite classic comedy. So these are the options, okay? Um, Dumb and Dumber, Zoolander, Vacation, Tommy Boy, Wet Hot American Summer, Bridesmaids, Scary movie, 40-year-old virgin. Okay, well, I have only seen probably two of the movies that you just mentioned. Okay, wow. So (laughs) I guess pick one of those. Okay, I'm going to say Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. And let me just see what the... Sorry, I have to find it. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. And then the next question is, what is your favorite made-up band name? So I just made up some band names. You just have to say which one you like, which one you think you'd like their music, however you want to answer this. Okay. Okay. The Grumpies. No Can Do Pops. the (laughs) The Crimson Waves. Flesh of My Flesh. Plush. The Barry Manilow's Escape from Bridgemore. 
an even limper biscuit. Uh, was one of them flesh of my flesh? Uh huh. Okay, that's what I picked. Okay, interesting. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Um. Oh wait, that's not the answer. Sorry. Um. No, do, 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 do. Is this like Mash, where I decide if I live in a mansion? Maybe it's something <gasps> like that. What? <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, then the next one is what is your favorite R and B song? Um uh, these are your options. Nice and slow by Usher. The boy is mine. I'll make love to you. Can we talk? We belong together, my Carrie. Creep, TLC. Twisted, Keith Sweat. Uh, Let me love you, just by Mario. Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey. Okay. Let me see. Okay. Okay, and then this is the last one. Wait, fuck, did I fuck that up? No, there we go. This is the last one. What's your favorite emoji? The monkey with the hand over its eyes, heart eyes, um, tongue out, hug, the group me thong one, uh-huh. crying, laughing, sobbing, sideways crying, laughing. I think I definitely use heart eyes or sobbing the most. We'll say sobbing. I love sobbing emoji. Okay, great. I love that one. Because okay. it can mean so many things. That's so true. Are endless. That's so true. Yeah. Okay, so what we are doing, you are into horror movies. Uh-huh. So we were creating a horror movie villain. Um, so <laughs> each option just had a different trait. So okay. Wet Hot American Summer got you the killer wears a sleep mask. Okay, I'm envisioning one of those ones that's like a gel. It's like a gel sleep mask that's like blue or something. It's just, yeah. you know, kind of a little Because they got to be able creepy. to see to kill. Right. They've got to be able to yeah. see to kill. That's so true. <laughs> and then um, Flesh of My Flesh got you the killer dresses like a prom queen. Okay. So prom queen, okay. sleep mask. Okay. I kind of, no, I, I, I get it. Yeah, trying to really envision uh-huh. who this person could be. Okay, male or female, yeah. we don't know. Like, we don't know what kind of vibe they have, really. But okay. um, sobbing emoji got you circular saw. So their weapon of choice is a Whoa. circular saw. 
That's badass. That's pretty good. I don't know yeah. if those need to be plugged in. I hope they have some chargeable <laughs> ones because that just seems so inconvenient. Yeah, there's like the little handheld kind. Okay. Uh, good. A mini yeah, one would be like cute. A, Almost the ones pizza that, cutter size. Like, yeah, there's the ones that like horror actors will like chase you with. Okay. Oh, That's true. Totally I think you might be right. That exist. Maybe I have seen that in it's like a, movie. a little guy and they hold it up. It goes, Ring. Yeah, you might be yeah. right. Okay. And then the last one, We Belong Together, the Mariah Carey song, mm-hmm. Got You. They tar and feather their victims. So that's kind of their signature thing. That's how you know this one gotcha. Okay. That's great. So they slice you up with the saw. And then to add insult to injury, you also look like an idiot. Yes. And then I feel like all your nooks and crannies are then filled with tar. It's like very hard to identify you at first. It's just Uh there's not a lot. They can't really find fingerprints easily. They're like, is this even a person? Exactly. Totally. That's really scary. Yeah, so that's it. I probably should have come up with other things, but... No, I really like that game. (laughs) Okay, great. Can you imagine if that was real? Yeah, I... Yeah, I feel like it could be scary. This is definitely like a straight-to-DVD sort of killer, Um, unfortunately. like like Sleepaway Camp 4. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This isn't going to be like a classic, but there will be some people that really, really love this. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. Uh, so I am curious what some of your favorite horror movie moments are. So it could be scariest. It could be most, like, affecting. The ones that haunt you. Like. Okay. okay. Well, right off the bat, one of my favorite horror movies of all time is paranormal activity three okay okay have you seen i don't think i've seen that one i've seen a few of the paranormal activity ones but i don't think i've seen that one three is in my opinion a masterpiece it is so good wow i can't remember being more scared in a theater ever okay i was just horrified clifford and i both were horrified we were like holding on to each other like absolutely about to crawl out of our skin um just the the practical effects are so good and they have these child actors who are like unknown like this was maybe their first job these like fucking kids are insane like how good these actors are wow and they are just i mean their performance is like 150% believable. Like, there is not a single line that comes out of their mouth where I'm like, this had to have been, like, improv. Like, they just gave them a prompt or, like, they just filmed so much that they got just gold out of these kids. I don't know. It's so fucking scary. There's one part where, so, like, the whole premise of Paranormal Activity is that they're, like, rich because the grandmother sold their family, like, sold their firstborn child or firstborn son in exchange for money so like the family has been rich for a long time 
Um, that's why, like, in Paranormal Activity 1, she's, like, a student, and Mika is, like, a, she said he's, like, a day trader. You know, like, they're both mm. young, but she drives this really nice car, and they have this really nice townhouse, and they seem to be doing just fine for themselves, and uh, it's because they have this inheritance, like, this family money, and they haven't had a male child like for a few generations or whatever ever since they promised mm. you know the demon in exchange for money so three is when they're little kids it like is how it kind of oh. all kicked off so it's like them as children katie and her sister and there's one like one of the big like climactic moments is like the demon the younger sister names him Toby because she says he's like her imaginary friend, Toby. Mm. Toby picks up Katie, the like, you know, eight year old or whatever, picks her up by the hair and like drags her across the room. And like, it looks so realistic. Like, oh my God. They had to have like put this child in some sort of hair harness and like mm. literally picked her up. It was like insane yeah. practical effects. Like, in my opinion, I wow. think it's just great. That's awesome. Um, so that was that was a long-winded answer, but I think Paranormal Activity 3 is a masterpiece. Okay. Um, That's awesome. Uh, Wait, so I want to ask, um, are you generally into ghost movies or found yes. footage things? Yes. Okay. Okay. All of the above. Uh, okay. Blair Witch is my favorite horror movie, I think. Okay. I love found footage. I love, like, tension. Um, like, I think the tension of Blair Witch and, like, the tension of Paranormal Activity 3 because they... Yeah. It's, like, at one point, the dad... It's, like... So it's set in, like, the, you know, late 80s, early mm. 90s, whatever. Um, and the dad or the boyfriend or whatever has his big clunky camera that he's recording everything on and he mounts it on a oscillating fan mm. so there's just these big long extended shots of the camera like swooping back and forth between rooms so you like pan over to the kitchen and like nothing's there and like you slowly pan over to the living room and nothing's there you pan back over to the kitchen and like something it's like it takes forever for mm -hmm. it like the tension just builds and builds and builds and I think that is so fun. And, like, that's what yeah. really gets me. That's um, that's brilliant. That's a really good Because, like, device. in Blair Witch, like, nothing happens. You yeah. know, like, until the very end, like, literally nothing happens. And I just eat that shit up. I love it. That's awesome. Um, but then, like, another, one of my other favorite movies is Child's Play 2. Um, I think, again, is a masterpiece because, like, the set design is just wild. Like, it's – have you – do you know Child's Play 2? I don't know if I've seen that one. Okay. So, uh, unless I'm, like, totally mistaken, I think it's 2 because 3 is – yeah, Child's Play 2 is when they're in the factory. Uh, okay. So, there's, like, they go to the factory. They're, like, the whole, like, end of the movie is, like, them in this in the factory where the Chuckies are made. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, a whole, like, drawn-out fight sequence of, like, them and Chucky in this factory. Oh, my God. And, like, it's, like, a fully functioning, fact, like, toy factory. <laughs> like, how did they make this 
what is the budget for this film? Totally. Mind-blowing. Like, the effects and the animatronics and the, like, lighting. And, like, at one point, like, Chucky melts and, like, explodes everywhere. Oh, my God. But then there's still, like, a robot. Like, his bones, you know, are there. (laughs) And it's just amazing animatronic work. Which, like, a Terminator As a Disney person, I love animatronics. Okay. And so I just, anytime there's cool like robot you know characters or like weird little guys i i love that too okay yeah yeah that sounds cool that sounds fun at a factory mm-hmm. could see there being a lot of creepy moments conveyor belts uh you know there's a big machine that like punches the plastic eyeballs in the doll's mm. heads so obviously you don't want plastic eyes punched in your head that would yes. be very painful. Yeah, there's some really, really good wow. deaths. Like, that really good awesome. kills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Those are great choices. Yeah. And I can't believe I haven't seen either of them. They're great. Paranormal Activity 1, 2, and 3 are... I mean, I watch those over and over, which I love to rewatch movies anyway, but they're mm-hmm. very, like, comfy, cozy, like, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I love those, and I, maybe people think they're not good, but I disagree. I think they're great. I know I saw the first one, and then I saw, I want to say it was, like, the fifth one or the seventh one or something, the one where there's, like, a streaming thing. It's, like, a video game um streamer person um and I thought that one was really good like I was surprised (laughs) um but those are the only ones I've seen four four is when it kind of started to go downhill um but then they had one uh, it was like straight to Netflix I want to say and it was like completely like there's no reason that it was called paranormal activity Oh, Next of Kin, Clifford says. Paranormal mm. Activity, Next of Kin. That one is great. It's like the witch universe, almost. It's like uh, like puritanical, uh, very old-timey. Oh, interesting. And the, yeah. the witch is another uh, one of my favorites. Mm. Um yeah, Which I just I just rewatched all of these, you know, for Spooky Month. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, I love the witch. Because you said you like period pieces in general. Oh, I love them. I love them. Okay, and what is it about period pieces that reels you in? Um, I think that they're which maybe this isn't true. For, like, all women, but I think there's very, you could definitely say that, like, the Mr. Darcy types, Mm -hmm. this, like, very Regency-era romance is, like, very attractive to a lot of women, I think, and I am, uh, you know, not immune to that. Mm -hmm. I love the, like, yeah, I love that very, like, proper Regency romance. Um, I love the costumes. 
I yeah. love stories. I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't really say, like, I don't know, like, this definitive reason other than, you know, these Regency men be hot. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, I don't, I don't know, when Alan Rickman is like, you know, going to pieces because Kate Winslet got wet. She was in the rain and she got wet. And now this is like an emergency. And Alan Rickman <laughs> is like ripping his hair out because he like thinks she's going to die. Like, oh my gosh. that's just so nice. It's so good. <laughs> so there's it's more. Just... There's romance and comfort and yeah. like s- simple and or simplistic times or something. I don't know, because I'm feeling like I see the the connection a little bit between, like, a found footage sort of ghost thing and, like, the calm sort of vibe of a lot of period things. Like, in a way that, like, does make sense. And I'm just, like, trying to, like, word the connection, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the only, like, period piece thing I've really seen is Emma, which I don't even know. No, not I, this. Is the old one. I never watched the new one. I probably should. The Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and okay. and I know that was more like a comedy. I'm like gonna look it up because I don't remember who the guy the even was. The new Emma in it. is very funny. Really? Like, yeah, it's very funny. I own it on Amazon actually because I was okay. like renting it so much that I was like, "What am I doing?" And I just bought it, <laughs> you know, digitally because I watch it over and over. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I do, you know, love that actress, so I really should watch it. I just, I think it's, it's hard. It's so good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it just seems like something I would need alone time to watch. Like, I don't really see Sean <laughs> wanting to watch it. And, like, I, I just I don't know, rarely... Clifford loved it. We saw it in the theater, and we were, like, cracking up. Really? Like, we were, which we do that. I swear to God, we, in, like, every movie, we are, like, laughing out loud and the rest of the theater is quiet. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Like, this That's is so, so funny. <laughs> I don't know. That's very cute. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really funny. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to watch it. Because I did really so like good. the Gwyneth Paltrow one. I thought it was really, really good. But and Mia that Bob was when was I was like it. a kid. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I only like half yeah, know who she's... that is. She's like Emma's best friend in the in the movie. Okay. And wait, who wait, do I know who that is? The name is very familiar. Oh, she's um, the Mia one. Goth is, is in uh so like Pearl is like her oh, new horror movie. Yes. That's coming out. And she was in the new Suspiria. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. She's and like I think getting kind of popular and she's like Anya Taylor Joy's friend. Okay. And didn't, like, Shia LaBeouf say that when he was in therapy, he was in rehab and he had, like, a family day, like, group therapy family day or whatever, and she was the only person, like, she she either came or or it was Zoom, I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure he said it was her. Um, I have no idea. (laughs) That's what TikTok shows me. That's, like, my thing. It's like, okay, you probably want, like, a guy crying or something. I'm like, yes, that's correct. (laughs) So then I learned the stuff about Shia LaBeouf. I don't fucking know. Nice. (laughs) 
Okay, well, because I, I also love. Sorry, one more no, thing. Yeah. I also love. I also love Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak mm. is one of my. It's a. It's Guillermo del Toro, and it's uh, supposed. Ooh. It has Tom Hiddleston. It's supposed to be like you know. It was marketed. Everyone's like, "Oh, this is a horror movie," and, and then it came out, and everyone was like, "That's not scary." Well, it's not. It's a gothic romance. It's a period piece that's, like, mildly spooky, and I just love it. I love it so much. Oh, okay. That does sound nice. Yeah, Yeah. it's hard to get, like... It's, like, a perfect crossroads between period piece and horror. Yeah. Interesting. So did you... Okay. Did you like um, Haunting of Hill House? No. No. Okay, no, I so I don't it. okay. I thought that seems okay. I've got it I don't know. I don't have you figured <laughs> out. No, I that I thought was god awful. Okay. Um, I hated all of the characters. Okay. Have, did you watch all of it? Yeah, I watched the okay. it was just one season, right? And then they yeah, did like yeah. Bly Manor or something. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, but I didn't watch Bly Manor. I thought it was so sloppy. I hated the story. I hated all the characters. I hated the effects. The thing that, like, made mm. me the most furious was there was, like, a flashback. And it was supposed to be, it was, like, a flashback, like, ghost sequence or something of, like, showing the haunted person in the house. Mm-hmm. And there was a teddy bear on the couch. You know, it was supposed to be, like, this old-timey teddy bear. Mm. It was a Duffy bear. It made me furious. Duffy is a Disney branded toy that came Come out on. in like very late nineties, maybe early two thousands. Let me see. But it's like yeah. it's literally Duffy has a he's like a beautiful, soft, curly, big teddy bear, and his face is a hidden Mickey because Mickey kissed his oh. nose and made a mickey like appear on his face so he has these That's three cute. he has like a white snout and then two white like patches around his eyes and it's like a mickey shape very cute and it's like a disney fucking branded bear that's like very clearly like this yeah. is a modern toy and not only that it's explicitly a disney toy it duffy is a disney character and you're yeah. like putting this toy this is the toy that you use in the flashback that's supposed to be like an old-timey bear and it's like yeah that just made me furious i hate shit like that when like no one whoever was making this show like are you that brain dead that like you could not take five seconds to get just an old shitty thrift store bear even if it was like an 80s you know teddy bear like whatever yeah they just thought do not put a fresh off the shelf duffy on the couch and expect me to just overlook that totally i that was like one of that just took me right out of it and from from the moment i saw the duffy i was like this show fucking sucks yeah. And there was like the sister was like a lesbian and she was like, I love eating pussy. Eating pussy yeah. is my favorite thing. It's like, yeah. have you been around a lesbian? Like <laughs> I don't know if they act like that. Yeah, and I thought she was the worst character and she just she's not a good actress in general. I don't know why they cast her. Um so and, yeah. And like the brother like being an that. addict was just like very clunky and like not I don't, I don't know. 
Yeah, it was a very like like fantastical show. Like at moments they pulled it off and sometimes you were like, eh, I don't know about that, guys. Um, I did end up liking it overall, but at first it just really didn't do anything for me. And I think I powered through because Paul F. Tompkins said he was like obsessed with it. So I was like, okay, like People whatever. Loved it. <laughs> I loved it. I it did not work for me at all. Yeah. Like I don't I I'm like I can't really get past like what I perceive to be like a bad performance or like bad acting. Yeah. Like yeah, that's... In the way where it's, like, people who are, like, doing a bad performance because they don't really care or, like, that's the tone, like, that's totally fine. But if you're, like, doing this very earnest performance and it's just, like, missing the mark... Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, I just can't... I For sure. Like I do think there was a lot to forgive in the acting. The acting was really weak from most... People, I would say probably the only one that it wasn't was like the daughter, the like main daughter who was then in yeah. you. Um, but otherwise, it seemed like everybody was like, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. I still just I, I'm able to look past things. It, it's like I can like but you know, sometimes you just can't like sometimes I'll start an old TV show or an old movie which doesn't even have to be that old. It could be, like, the 90s. But, like, sometimes I just can't do it, where it's, like, this feels dated, and I, right now, am not able to forgive that. Um, yeah. So, you know, sometimes you can yeah. let stuff go. Sometimes you can't. Yeah. Um, I feel like I was just very mean about that show. But <laughs> I, I didn't like it at all, and I hated yeah. that stuff. And kind of, I was, like, totally ready to love it. Yeah. I love horror. Like I was and and everyone loved it and I I don't know. Yeah, that's I'm just that's so a like smart and so special that like if most <laughs> people like it, I just don't I'm not like gonna it. like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought it would be something that fit into what you like, and that probably is why you were so upset that it wasn't very good. <laughs> Um, see, but even though I said I liked it, I couldn't watch the Bly Manor one because I just really, for one, just, like, didn't really care. And also, the trailer for it, the acting is so bad oh. that I'm, like, it's, like, worse than before. Uh, you know, worse than in that one. So I was just, like, yeah. I, so, yeah, I, I push and myself like it through things a lot. It doesn't really even compare, obviously, but, like, Twin Peaks is, like, one of my favorite shows mm. ever. And I feel like that... That's an instance where it's, like, even if there's, like, kind of, like, forced, not, like, a forced performance, but, like, any any kind of, like, weird acting that's going on, you're just, like, oh, this is totally on purpose. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. And it, it's, like, in something like that, like, my suspension of disbelief is like, oh, this is an alternate universe. These people are acting insane because this is not our universe. But then, I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's another one that's just like, maybe in the right circumstance, I could watch it and be like obsessed with it. But yeah. like when I tried to watch Twin Peaks, I like could not get into it. Like I didn't enjoy it. 
But, like, I think the way, like, the acting is, where it's, like, intentionally over the top and the characters are weird and whatever, reminds me of, like, Arrested Development in a way where, like, nobody really makes sense as a human except for Michael, Sarah, and Jason Bateman. And when I tried to rewatch that show, I couldn't either. Even though, like, at the time I could. And then rewatching it, it was like, I'm not there where I'm willing to accept these characters or I give a fuck about them. So it just is so, I I don't know if you're this way, but I am so, like, mood dependent, like, with what I can watch. Like, Sean will watch anything at any time. So he'll just go, oh, do you want to watch that, you know, that horror show we've been watching or the true crime thing? Or do you want to watch the sitcom or the stand-up special? Like, whatever it is, whatever, like, the new thing is or the thing that's exciting him, he can watch it any time. And I'm like... Look, I'm in a romantic comedy mood right now. I can't watch anything but that. No, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's like totally like uh like boy brain versus girl brain thing. Like that's I what I think swear too, up and yeah. down. And it's like, do you rewatch stuff or like reread books? I when I was single, see it's very hard for okay. me when I'm with okay. somebody. I'm just not the same. But when I'm single, I rewatch the same thing like over and over and over and over. It's my favorite. See, I <laughs> love and I think this is like such a I don't know, it's just like women rewatch stuff more than men do. And and yeah. which like obviously, you know, blanket statements don't apply to everyone, you know, yeah. whatever. But like I think Overall, women definitely tend to rewatch, reread, and it's like yeah. I have if I'm going to watch something new, I have to be prepared for it. I have to be in the mood for it. I can't, yeah, if I don't know what's going to happen, that's like making that's very stressful for me. Like Yeah. And, and even it's if just it's not, not as even enjoyable. if it's like funny, like if yeah. it's like a funny show and I like it doesn't matter what kind of show it is. Yeah. Like, I'm just stressed out because I don't, I don't know the story. And something, yeah, it's just, like, nice to know the beats and there's something, I don't know what it is that is just so enjoyable to watch something you've seen a million times. And, and let me also ask you, do you like to cry? Do you like to watch things that make you cry? I love to cry. It's the best. (laughs) It's so good. It's the best. They're like some yeah. of my best memories ever are watching things that made me sob so much. Yeah. <laughs> Where I all think, I want to do is watch those again. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's Toy Story 3. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Toy yeah. Story 3 can make me cry. That Like, the I saw it in theaters with my family and like, you know, it's a kids movie. There's like children in the theater. People like little kids were turning around to look at me because I was like oh, losing my mind. Like my I was God. crying so hard. I was absolutely inconsolable. Oh my gosh, like that's losing so funny. my mind. Uh, <laughs> Brokeback Mountain is another one that I'll oh, watch over and over God. to cry because it just rips me open. Yeah. Like in the first time I saw that, like I was at an age where like that was very like very very emotional for me like Mm -hmm. oh my god Sophie's screaming (laughs) it it, it was just like you know I think if I saw it now as an adult obviously it's still very sad but like I just saw it at this like the perfect time for it to just like ruin my little tumbler heart you know and yeah I'll watch that over and over and cry I'll watch Coco over and over and cry 
Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I haven't. I have not seen that one, but I just with oh, the subject Coco matter, is, I could see. Coco is great. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm like, uh, you know, I I draw. I like animation. Mm-hmm. Animation really gets me. Like, uh, yeah. I just love it, and it's yeah. So it's it's kind of weird to you know I'm 31 and I'm like Toy Story three and Coco but like <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I like animation leave me alone yeah <laughs> yeah and they're kind of um, I don't know I do, I wonder if there is like if it's easier to connect to things that are really different from reality if that's like a either an empathy thing that you have or because like the period pieces it's like they're people but it's like not like our world at all so maybe you like to get lost in in a different place probably yeah what are you what are your crying movies I it's so hard to remember because I never like go out of my way to watch things like that anymore because if I cry and I'm around somebody I'm just like like, I try everything I can to not cry, um, or I just, like, really hope the person isn't looking, and then I'll just, like, get it, whatever. Oh, my God. I let it loose. Uh, there's yeah. no there's no controlling it. I and mean, that's healthier. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I really should But, like, about everything. Like, I cry, like, probably every day. Like, really? I'm, yeah, I'm such okay. a crier. Just, like, anything... If I get, like, a little bit frustrated or I'm, like, mad, it's not even, like, a sadness thing. It's just a... Yeah, it's, like, overwhelm. Like, yeah, Yeah. totally. I have big feelings and I just cry a lot. I don't know. Yeah. And so let me ask you, too, does it feel as good crying about things in your real life as it does crying about a movie? Or is that not enjoyable or not cathartic? No, it's great because it's, like... It's like, oh, I'm crying because of a reason that I can identify. <laughs> and, like, that feels so good. Yeah. To, like, watch something really sad and just have, like, a big emotional release, like, on purpose. Yeah. Instead of, like, crying for no reason and feeling embarrassed or feeling guilty or, like, why are you this way? Like, <laughs> stop it. You know, if I'm crying on purpose... Or, you know, yeah. like from watching a movie, it's it's like, oh, well, no one can judge me because this movie yeah. is very sad. I love that, like, detachment where you can be <laughs> so, like, devastated by a thing that isn't real. Because, like, for me, the second it is a true story, I'm probably not going to react the same way. Like, if you, you know, if I'm watching a documentary about like somebody's real life I'm just like much less likely to have an emotional reaction you know yeah but I cry at like TikToks and stuff (laughs) like it's it's yeah I I do feel like about animals animal stuff makes me cry every single time and it could be if it's sad or it could be if it's cute If something is just cute, I am like, and it's a sad crying. It's not just like, oh, it's cute. It's kind of like, it's not necessarily a pleasant feeling. But I really find it strange. Like sometimes I'll, I'll have friends 
who just their interest in videos is so different from mine. So I have to really be careful <laughs> with certain friends when they post yeah. stories. It's like, is this going to be something I enjoy? Because some of these people, <laughs> some of these people like posting like women in high heels that are like almost falling, like their ankle is just going out. Like what? I don't, I don't like that. Some people really like enjoy that. that. Um, some of these people post like videos where people get seriously hurt, where really you're watching. Oh, no, I don't, it. I don't like that at all. No. Uh, okay. A perfect example of that is the, like the lady who fell doing the grape stomp thing. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> that is not funny to be at all. It's just See, not enjoyable. <laughs> I can that that is one where it kind of pushes over the edge because I can tell that like it's like that thing where the wind gets knocked out of you and you just like wheeze like that mm. feeling where I'm like okay she's fine she's just making a funny noise so if that were true I could see it but it's actually not true because I have, oh she's I, actually fucked up yes I heard <laughs> okay. her say oh, no I want to say it was even like a maybe it was I don't know how long after the fact it was but she said that was not funny to me I was seriously hurt I broke like multiple bones like <gasps> it's not funny to me like no, so I she mean... does not think it's funny <laughs> and I was like <laughs> no no I totally understand like I yeah so I see where you're coming from because if I know the person is safe like if it's like America's Funniest Home Videos and they're like in the audience and they're laughing or whatever yeah. You're like, yeah, then I can laugh at this. If I know you're not seriously injured, I, I can have a great time with you, you know, fucking eating yeah. shit or whatever. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I really don't know, or sometimes people just are hurt. Like, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I think it was an MTV show where they would show, um, I can't remember what it was called, but they would show like crazy, like skateboard accidents. Like, I, I remember this yeah, one where I a guy. <laughs> A guy like did this huge jump and he landed and one of his ankles fully broke and was just hanging off. Ew. Like fully broke off. Yeah. Like someone used a circular saw uh -huh. on it and it was like, um, and this is a show. Okay. Yeah. Like what are we doing here? Why? No, Why? but like the grapes video, like I will say that like a <laughs> laughter did not come out of me. But yeah. it was one of the ones that was like, okay, yeah, I can see why people would think this is funny. I can see, But also, see I'm, I'm not laughing at it because I'm so just like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and if that was me, I would be mortified. Like, For I, sure. The idea of, like, having something happen like that in public is, like, absolutely mortifying to me. Totally. Like, oh, No. No, no, no. I think the reason people really cling to it is because of one, like how frantically she's stomping, like cheerfully and frantically. And then when she falls, her whines go on for so long that it's like, even if you're hurt, the whining is something that's, I think, just I don't know why they kind of funny. for so long. Why didn't they? That's a good point. That's a really good question. Like, I don't why know. why didn't you stop? I don't. Yeah. yeah that's a good question. she was making some crazy noises. Yeah, let's hope it was on like a tripod where they were just ran over and just yeah. didn't stop it. But then also why, oh, I guess it was like live news or whatever. I was like, oh. why, why did they air that? 
Yeah, I didn't I really don't... remember that it was just a... Yeah, that, yeah. Because there's a newsroom. If something is happening, they can, you know, whoever right. is in charge of... For my job, I, like, recently went to a newsroom. Mm. Uh, and I was like, well, how does this work? Like, I'm really stupid. How does, like, TV work? <laughs> and they were like, no, no, no. Like, we'll show you how, like, I literally learned, like, how the news works. And they had this wall of, like, all the feeds. And then, so, like, the producer or whatever is, like you know has the script or like the literal script from the computer like lining everything up but they can still like you know cut to something else or like yeah i was like you know what if like there's a world event like what do you do then they're like oh well then we see this camera is live and this camera is live so it's like Mm. i don't know i don't know i don't know why someone didn't like okay Uh, (laughs) bye maybe (laughs) they were just so surprised Surprised, and then also wanted to know what was going to happen it was like now what is going on with shelly or whatever you know i can maybe see that the delay i don't know that's that's a really good question though so the other kind of video i have my my old friend Kristen. she will post really sad animal things so it's like she posted this video one day that was just like a dog and a cat laying together. And then as the video continues, like the cat's gone. And the point of the video is just like to play sad music and let you know that this cat died. And now that the, dog the dog is, sad, is like grieving the cat. Yeah. Oh and it's like, look, I don't need to know this. No, I... like why? <laughs> What would possess you to repost something like that? Like, right. I get that shit, like, on my, obviously, like, on my TikTok or my reels or, like, whatever. And yeah. if I want to interact with that on my own terms, that's one thing. But in, uh, what what would be, like, oh, yeah, everyone needs to see this. Yeah, I think for some <laughs> people, that. they are, like, I had an emotional reaction to a thing and I want other people to see that or something. And it's, I get in a way you want to share this with people because I used to, I used to really um, traumatize people a lot by telling them every single sad thing I'd ever heard about. I would give every single person the details of every sad thing I ever heard about. And I encouraged a lot of people to watch the like, meet your meat like or fur Uh, or whatever videos i think every young animal lover kind of went through for sure for sure but i had a pita phase we were all yeah yeah i definitely did that shit too okay great good and then now (laughs) i'm like you know now i'm married to a scientist and Mm -hmm. there's just a you know you have to have a real separation of yeah you know and, and that really bugs me, too, is, like, so I love horses. I'm, like, a horse person. Mm-hmm. The horse world is nuts. Absolutely nuts. People do not understand how animal brains work, and they mm. anthropomorphize animals so much, and it drives mm. me crazy because it can be so harmful and so detrimental to, like, hold an animal to, like, this level of, like, human thought or like human emotion because people are like oh my horse is being a bitch my horse is lying it's like are you stupid no it's like a horse is literally incapable of that like it's a horse like hello and people just do that shit all the time and so i think that like 
I don't know, like, there's this horse brain book that I really like hmm. um, by this, like, neuroscience horse lady and just really tells you, like, exactly why horses have these behaviors that, like, we as humans don't like or we don't find desirable. But this is how you can fix it because this is how their brain works. Mm. And just, like, understanding, really understanding, like, how an animal's brain works, what level of comprehension they're able to attain, like, really helped me separate, like, you know, all, all of my younger Taylor PETA shit. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, at a certain point, I'm just making myself miserable and, like, yeah, you know, a, a lab mouse doesn't know that it's a lab mouse. You know, it, it doesn't know. It only knows its life and, yeah, you know, it, that, that it just is what it is. And, like, when I came to New York, I was just, like, I was shocked because – so I live on Long Island and it's like a very skinny long island and like everyone has horses up here because everyone's rich but the horses have like no like turnout like in Kentucky Mm. there's like big huge like acres of pasture that you like put your horse out on and you know like you could have you know I'm bad at like knowing what acres are but you could have like you know (laughs) 10 acres for your own property like in Kentucky and it like wouldn't be that much but up here there's just no room so I was like talking to my horse teacher and I was like god I just feel horrible like you know they're in these little tiny like dry lots and then they get ridden and then they just go right back to their dry lot like they can't really run around they can't have autonomous movement really in their day you know I feel really bad participating in this and she's like they don't know they don't know that they don't have that like they literally don't know the difference so it's like (laughs) it's like they don't know the difference but that doesn't mean that they're not suffering like just because you if you were raised in an underground bunker you wouldn't know the difference but that doesn't mean that there's not something no no that doesn't mean that there's not a better life for you out there but in the in the in the quick and dirty like do i want to keep riding horses or not Eh, right. they're not that torn up about it you know yeah like they're, and I, they're just fine they're, and especially they're as okay. like a writer I think that makes more sense but if you were trying to decide do I want to own a horse when Absolutely I don't not. have anywhere Absolutely yeah not. then yeah. that's like no. okay not great no. but yeah it's when bad stuff is already happening or not ideal stuff is already happening it's like if you're not actually like gonna affect some change here you, I mean, you have it's, to it's, kind of yeah, just Yeah, it's like, whatever. am I, am I going to just deal with this and not be upset about it? Or Yeah. And really, the horse's life is not better if you are not riding a horse. <laughs> and your life is not better if you don't have that experience. It's like, right. really, you. it's a win-win <laughs> for your part participation. You know, because the horse is going to love that part, <laughs> too. So, yeah. But yeah, just just like I don't know, not anthropomorphizing, and it, and it goes both ways because it's like you're doing a real disservice to animals if you like think that they are human because they're not. Like you, yeah, you know. But like I don't know, I don't know. But it's saying, hard but... to know what exactly the limitations are too, because I do think. 
all animals are so different. And, you know, we have limited understanding even about like human intelligence and, and, you know, whatever other shit humans have going on that it's like, I definitely don't think we've delved into or even are capable of knowing everything going on with each individual animal, you know? No, absolutely. And that's why, like, it was so, like, eye-opening and, like, so fun to read this, like, horse brain book. Because I was like, holy shit. Like, I never, I never really thought about any of this stuff. And, like, it immediately makes sense like yeah. why people get so frustrated with their animals and it's like you're not approaching them in a way that they can understand and you're not speaking their language but then once you can speak their language it's so fun and it's like so rewarding yeah to be like hey i'm a i'm a horse and they're like oh my god you're a horse i love you <laughs> like that's that's the funnest part yeah that's awesome cuz i think even if you look at like um like for one, just like children, like I, I have a really hard time sometimes, again, children's service is so stupid, but I have a hard time sometimes knowing how to do therapy with kids because they don't, generally they will not talk about what's going on. They really are generally not capable at all. Um, they can't tell you what happened five minutes ago. They really aren't, they're, they're not able to do that, most of them. Um, so I was reading um, a thing of just about like playing with kids and it was just kind of saying like everything they do is through play and you know, all the ways they communicate where you're going to learn about how they're feeling and their experiences, like generally that's going to be through play. And it's like, yeah, and like interpreting, <laughs> interpreting what they give you. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Which is exactly what people like do with animals, like in, in a totally wrong way. Or, yes. And I, and I think with kids, it's I often mean, in a totally wrong way. Like my, yeah. my kid is being a, an asshole. It's like, exactly. no, <laughs> they're not. They just yeah. don't know how to tell you the thing that is upsetting to them yes people say that kids are like manipulative or lying so often when it's like not quite it's like yeah I know what you're saying but that's it's not the way an adult would manipulate or lie it's like yeah exactly it's a totally different thing so you should be responding in a totally different way so yeah I could definitely see like even just seeing how kids are different and then even like you know, males sometimes. I remember reading <laughs> that like men, it's easier, like if you're going to have a talk with them, do it when you're like going for a walk or doing something else because they're more likely to like be able to really listen and respond. Oh, no, that's like <laughs> literally like whenever I want to tell Clifford something and like I think he's going to be upset by it, I will tell, I will text him when we're apart. So, like, yes. I'm at home, he's at work, and I'm, like, he is going to need some time to, like, absorb this. And, like, whatever initial reaction he has is, like, not necessarily, yeah. like, the most true one. Or, like, and then I'm going to get my feelings hurt because he's going to, you know, I, I don't know. So, I'm just, like, yeah. okay, he's going to sit with it, and then he can, uh, you know, compose what he wants to say back and like that that was like Mm -hmm. a big 
I don't know. I, I don't know if that's true for like all men or just like my relationship, but it's like yeah, if you can yeah, if you can have like a little buffer of like I don't know. Even okay, so this is so strange because we've had that too, like where we've been like had like a huge argument at some point and then he'll text me like when we're still mad at each other but we're in different rooms. And then he's, like, fine and able to, like, talk through it through text. Yeah. It's so crazy. And we've even had, like, where we're talking and I'm looking at him. And he is, like, just not giving me anything. And then he's not looking at me a second, like, literally a second later. And then he's there. Yeah. Because he's, like, I don't know why it's just easier if I'm not looking at you. I'm, like, what the fuck? (laughs) So then that's just like not how I work whatsoever. So, and that's not only men, but it's differences in people. But I do think like gender stuff is a bigger thing than people want to acknowledge all the time. Because it's like there are biological components that just create these differences. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So it's, it's, (laughs) it's interesting when you do learn about some of the the differences whether it's a man or a horse you know there's stuff yep. you gotta learn <laughs> yep. yeah you gotta communicate with your little animal yeah whether it's your husband or right <laughs> and it's gonna be a pain in the ass either way <laughs> Okay, Taylor, I am going to let you go. I I did promise myself I would only keep you for an hour, and that is not what happened. But... I am having a wonderful time. (laughs) Okay, good. I hope that wasn't, like, way too much for the episode. No, I think it's perfect. I think it's great anytime it just, like, flows and it's easy and we go off on tangents. I think that's ideal when you don't totally know what's going to come up, so... Yeah, that was awesome. So thank you so much. Yeah, for thank coming. you so much for having me. That was such a nice time. Yeah, it was awesome. Okay. 